Support for this episode comes from Blue Marble Investments. They offer fiduciary investment advice focused on carbon-free portfolios that address climate change and build a more sustainable future. Blue Marble is located in downtown San Luis Obispo or online at bluemarble.com. Welcome to Agenda Breakdown, a podcast that explores how cities and counties make decisions and how you can have a say. I'm Kim Bishop, and today we're going to talk about roundabouts, what they are, how they work, and why people seem to either love them or hate them. San Luis Obispo County is working on a plan to build two roundabouts on Highway 227, one at Los Ranchos Road and one at Buckley Road. This is happening in a part of town where traffic congestion has been getting worse in recent years, and that prompted county staff to study possible solutions. At a recent meeting and workshop, public sentiment was mixed and sometimes a little heated. I'm here with Professor Anurag Pandey, who teaches transportation engineering at Cal Poly. I asked him to help us understand the role of roundabouts and why they may be coming to an intersection near you. Welcome, Anurag. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk about roundabouts, one of my favorite subjects. Thanks. When I first reached out to you about this, I, I actually used the term traffic circle instead of roundabout, and you very kindly explained that the two are not, in fact, the same. Can you start by telling us what are roundabouts and how are they different from traffic circles? Oh, for sure. You know, there are two terms that sort of are my pet peeves, right? So in, in traffic safety, I work in traffic safety and traffic engineering. So roundabout versus traffic circle is one of them. And the other one is crashes versus accidents. We want to use the term crashes rather than accidents when we're talking about what happens in traffic on our roads. And this one's not as bad, obviously, but but still, I, I, I always want to make sure that we are using the correct terminology here. So roundabouts are different from traffic circles because traffic circles could involve stop signs, stop signals, or no control at all to get into that rotary. In roundabout, what we have is always a yield at entry rule. So that's one big difference. And then vehicles have to wait for the appropriate gap to get into the roundabout. And also roundabouts have this design features that are there to reduce the entering speed for the vehicles. And as the vehicles enter, as they circulate, they're really supposed to have lower speeds uh, by design. So, So there are design features within the roundabout that make sure that you are entering and circulating in the roundabout at a smaller speed and you don't see those features in traffic circles or, uh, or rotaries of the old days. I've heard and, that term um, slowing speeds by design a lot lately. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So what, what happens is that when you have a roundabout, you have flared approaches, you have entry angles to make sure that as vehicles are approaching, they cannot quite maintain their same speed and they have to slow down. And that has some interesting implications for safety, of course, but also for actually increasing the capacity that we observe in roundabout. Typically, we think of facilities that have smaller speeds to have lower capacity. But in the case of a roundabout, because you have intersecting traffic, lower speeds can actually help us increase the efficiency. And we can get to that a little bit later. But those are the big differences between traffic circles and roundabouts. And what we, what Caltrans is planning to install, by the way, and what we install nowadays in, in modern times, they're all roundabouts. We don't usually do traffic circles anymore, unless it's a very, very small neighborhood type circle. And, you know, these old traffic circles used to be very big as well, uh, very large circle at the, in the middle. And roundabouts have smaller circle in the middle to make sure that we have design features that are conducive to slower speeds. Well, it seems like we're seeing a lot more roundabouts in Slow County lately. Why is that? 
So not just slow county, actually, you, you could extrapolate that to throughout the state, really, and in fact, all across the country. And partly why that's happening is because they are, in fact, safer. So this is, I would say, is a case of evidence-based planning and engineering. We knew from intuition that roundabouts would be safer. And now as more and more states and more and more municipalities are installing them, we are also finding that that is the case also in experience. So we are seeing fewer crashes. We are seeing compared to signalized intersections. Obviously, we are seeing more crashes overall in our country. And we can that's a separate matter of conversation. But on intersections that used to be traffic signals or four-way stop or two-way stop control intersections, when we convert them into roundabouts, we invariably see fewer crashes and certainly even fewer severe crashes. And that, again, is by design. And that experience is leading engineers and planners to consider roundabouts more and more. And that's why you're seeing them more and more. And the other thing about roundabouts is that when they first are put in in a community, community has some concerns about it. But as community matures in their interactions with those roundabouts and driving through and biking through and walking through those roundabouts, those elements become more popular. So when I'm looking at that section of Highway 227, is there anything in particular about that scenario that lends itself to a roundabout as a solution? Yeah, for sure. So they were looking at is essentially a five lane corridor where you have two lanes in each direction and then two way left turn lane in the middle. And then the scenario where you could put in the roundabout. And the really the benefit of the roundabout is that you're not adding extra capacity in the middle of the sections and you are only taking care of the bottleneck and you're introducing that increased capacity at the intersection where the bottleneck used to be. And the advantage of that is that by not adding that extra capacity along the along the whole corridor, it really not inducing that extra demand that sometimes comes in when you expand capacity, but it's not really needed. So that's one big benefit of using roundabouts rather than expanding the whole section to five lanes and, and going there. And the other thing is that they looked at, so roundabouts sometimes could be problematic because at the intersection, you need a big right-of-way. And when you need a big right-of-way, you have to acquire that right-of-way and that could sometimes be prohibitively expensive. But that obviously was not the case here because when they did the benefit-cost analysis, taking into account the benefits we will get in terms of the reduced collisions, the improved efficiency of travel, when they looked at all of that and compared that to the cost of building a roundabout and cost of having a traffic signal and maintaining that traffic signal, they obviously the comparisons came out ahead in terms of the benefit-cost ratio. So that wasn't a concern. So that's why the roundabouts, I think, will work really well there. And, and we can talk about why, why folks might have some concerns. That's my next question, actually. Why do people get so fired up about this? I've heard so many really strong opinions about it. And it seems like, you know, from what I'm hearing from you, it seems like the research really favors roundabouts in terms of safety and efficiency. What's happening there? So let me first talk about why roundabouts are safer and why they are more efficient, even with the slower speeds. And then let's talk about why people might have some concerns about it. First of all, Roundabouts are safer because if you have a traditional sort of four-legged intersection, the collisions that happen there sometimes are a result of the conflicts between the crossing vehicles and the vehicles that are on the intersecting streets. So the collisions that happen by user error or by design or whatever it is, they tend to be more severe because they are T-bone type collisions. But when you're talking about collisions, even if they do occur on a roundabout, they are more sort of merging conflicts related collisions. And those tend to be less severe because you're not talking about crossing conflicts, you're just talking about merging conflicts and merging conflicts lead to less severe collision. And in terms of the efficiency, what happens is that why roundabouts add more efficiency sometimes is that, first of all, you're not 
making complete stop and starting from complete stop. A lot of the times, if you're on the main street, you are sort of having that continuous flow without having to stop for a very long time and starting back up again. So that is one advantage. The other advantage is that because the roundabout slows down the traffic, the gaps that you need to enter the intersection are not as large. So so think about this. If you have very fast moving traffic and you are the person who wants to merge into that traffic, you would be looking for a much larger gap. But if the traffic is moving at a smaller speed, you can enter the same stream of traffic with a much smaller gap. And that's what makes the slower speed and leads to more efficiency on a roundabout because roundabouts are slowing down the speed by design. And that's why as a road user, even if you're entering from a side street, you are much more comfortable entering with the small gaps. And because those smaller gaps are not going to waste anymore, now you have additional capacity added on. So there is efficiency and safety related advantages of having a roundabout. Now, why do people don't like that? Part of that is obviously the concerns about being unfamiliar. There are folks that think of them, maybe they have that impression of those old time rotaries or traffic circles from from the age past. I think those concerns are completely valid. But with those types of intersections, we don't have those anymore. We have modern roundabouts, which are definitely better. So there is that fear of the unknown or the unfamiliar. But I don't want to completely reject out of hand the community concerns. Part of the concerns also comes from that the road users might be thinking that they won't find acceptable gaps in traffic if they live in those communities, for example, on Los Angeles Road, and they're thinking, if there is no traffic signal, how am I going to try to merge onto the traffic that's moving so fast? But the reality is that once you have the roundabout, the traffic won't be moving as fast. You won't be needing that large of a gap that you're used to needing right now. So because the traffic is not going to be zooming past at that previous high speeds, you're going to have actually many more acceptable gaps. And, and obviously in the study with the Caltrans and Slocog and, and Rick Engineering and Kimberly Horn jointly conducted, and, and so all of these organizations, by the way, employ Cal Poly grads, graduates from our program and the urban planning program. I, I, I trust those folks for sure. So, so they've looked at those things very carefully and they've found that, yes, in fact, there would be sufficient gaps available for folks to join in. I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. How do bicyclists and pedestrians fit into the picture here? There is some concerns about pedestrians that might happen, especially with regards to accessibility issue. There are ways of addressing those concerns. When you're talking about a signal, you can provide that you know, auditory signal to visually impaired pedestrians, and, and that could work there. But the one big advantage of roundabout is that because you're able to do some traffic calming, because you're able to bring down some speeds, Again, overall, it's a much safer environment for pedestrians and bicyclists as well. Now, bicyclists, there. if you look at the roundabouts that have been built in the city of San Luis Obispo recently, I live in San Luis Obispo and near where we live, there are several roundabouts and they have provided those provisions for bicyclists so that they can cross that roundabout much more easily away from the stream of traffic. And because there is some speed reduction features that go with the roundabout, they really make the environment safer overall. Thank you so much, Anurag. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. And uh, listeners, if you would like to connect with Professor Pondy, you can reach him through his Twitter handle at polyprofpondy, and I will put that in the show notes as well. Thank you, Kim. Now it's time for today's action item. You'll have an opportunity to give public comment about this when it goes to the county supervisors later this spring. But for now, your job is just to do a little learning. 
The County Department of Public Works has a project page that I will link to in the show notes. It has background information, a timeline, and project contacts in case you have any questions. And at the bottom of that page is an FAQ that addresses some of the myths about roundabouts, how to use them if you're on foot or on a bike. So study up, friends, and I will give you a heads up when this comes to the county supervisors. Today's episode was produced by Francisco Martinez with music by Wes Bishop. If you liked the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Bishop. See you next time on Agenda Breakdown.